Hello and welcome to QAHS Connections, where we reconnect with Academy alumni and hear where their brilliant futures have taken them. In this episode, QAHS Principal Vanessa Rebgetz interviews 2016 graduate and National Council of Women Queensland Science Bursary recipient, Katie Ramage. Katie shares her insights on the importance of reflection and how this has led her to take big risks and build an impressive network throughout her university experience. Hear how Katie went from receiving the Australian Defence Force Long Tan Leadership Award at the 2016 QAHS Academy Awards to becoming Secretary of the University of Queensland Mining and Metallurgy Association. Today I welcome alumna Katie Ramage, graduate 2016 to our podcast series um, Conversations. And uh, Katie, I want to start by acknowledging a very rich uh, resume that you bring to the conversation today. I think in the um, climate that we're seeing in the world with um, changes in the the politics in America, um, ushering in the first female vice president, um, I think a lot of what we're going to be talking today around women who are preparing themselves for a changing landscape in the world and in fields that are dominated by men is going to be peppered through our conversation. So welcome to the conversation today. Thank you. I'd like to start by asking you to share with our, our listeners the subjects that you studied whilst you were at QAHS and uh, which ones, I guess, were your favourites or your strengths? Thank you so much for having me. Um, So for my high-level subjects, I did English, maths and biology. And for a standard level, I did French, chemistry and anticipated psychology. So I guess um, I personally think I have quite a diverse range of interests, but if I had to choose my two, my strengths, probably chemistry and maths with a a side, more hidden passion for English and the I uh, do love a little bit of French. I still read some French books to keep me updated, but <laughs> maybe not to Madame Groner's um, level yet. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty impressive, reading French books still. Um, keep keep the French alive at a time when we can't travel there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Katie, um, during your time at the Academy, we uh, really enjoyed watching your development across a really diverse range of pursuits and activities and you really challenged yourself and as part of your CAS, so your creativity, activity and service um, as part of the core during your time at the Academy, uh, I'll just outline you were a health and wellness ambassador, Um, you participated in the Kokoda Challenge, the 96 kilometre hike in the hinterland which kind of assumes legend status at the Academy Uh, and you were a Commonwealth Games Connect committee member that approach to CAS, um, how has that continued to assist you with balancing your approach to life? Yep, so um, I've seen throughout university that and through QA that I actually performed better um, when I had an array of activities going on. Um, I think for me, activity was probably the easiest in um, personally because I've always loved sport and I've always loved getting active so that um, that particular area was easier to continue on to university um, taking part in there's a lot of inter-faculty engineering sporting competitions um, 
there's a lot of engineering societies where you get together and you do the Tough Mudder um, obstacle courses. So in terms of that area, um, activity is so easy to continue on to university. Um, it's just especially important to maintain when you're getting, you're getting stressed so you don't um, eliminate that element. In terms of creativity and service, um, I've been lucky to take part in a lot of um, some executive committees at university. Um, and especially this year, considering a lot of university was online, we've had to take quite a few creative avenues in order to keep um, the UQ engineering um, atmosphere alive. Um, we're, very, we're a very interactive society. Um, so in terms of creativity, there's been a lot of online organising with initiatives such as this podcast, which is amazing. Um, just to keep all of those students interactive. So we've done trivia, we've done um, some online game competitions just to keep us all in communication. Um, and yeah, service in terms of um, it's so important as a, a female engineer just to keep encouraging more engineers um, to enter into that field. Um, so there's been a lot of um, opportunities at university for networking um, and just talking is a really good opportunity just communicating um the more girls feel um like the ratio is evening up the more encouragement they get um and it's not even just female it's just first year engineers um learning what paths they can take mm. Mm. Awesome. um i imagine the the teamwork focus of what you do in engineering really enhances um working together and and what you have to achieve because engineering is all about working in a team Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's in every subject we do, there's always uh, a team role element. And um, I found, especially coming to university, um, having that QA community around me, um, you, you need to define your community at university as well. It's um, such a more satisfying experience when you have um, um, people around you to help out. And there are uh, engineering students all rally together and help each other out, which is really nice. Mm. Now, Katie, you're um, turning to university studies, so you're studying chemical and metallurgical engineering. I'm interested to know, did you know during your time at QA that engineering was definitely the field you wanted to pursue? I wouldn't say I knew definitely. Um, there were certain things that I did know. Um, I knew I loved to solve problems. Um, I was in awe of people being able to find innovative solutions and create them out of um, practically nowhere. Um, so I knew, I knew I was curious. I knew I loved problem solving. Um, and I did quite a lot of research going into, um, especially since I considered my strengths as chemistry and maths, um, where I could apply all of those different elements, um, as well as um, engineering provides so much diverse opportunities. So I was looking at where I could be flexible with my interests, but where it kind of ticked all the boxes for problem solving and um, solutions. So engineering kind of popped up as the um, ticking all those boxes. And um, I think while I was doing my research, I found in engineering, you get a lot of flexibility in your first year. So I, I went in kind of thinking about chemi uh, chemistry and environmental en engineering. And um, UQ provides a lot of flexibility. I tried mechanical engineering. I tried um, uh, a subject on civil engineering. Um, but I did find that I continued my love of chemical engineering um, and that chemistry side of things. 
Metallurgy, on the other hand, that was something I tripped into. Um, I actually didn't even know what the word metallurgy meant until <laughs> maybe second year university. Um, but it was one of those th things where um, you stumble upon it and I, I got a job in the industry um, and it just spiralled from there. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you've, you've worked from recognising your strengths as a student and, and how you like to learn and what sparked you. And you've, you've kind of stepped along and grabbed opportunities that then have reinforced that or they've been ones that you've experienced and gone, oh, no, I can park that to the side now, I've experienced that, but that's not for me and continued to spiral upwards through opportunity. Yeah, so I do have, um, I have a, a range of things I'd like to, I'd like to achieve outside of engineering in terms of, how I prioritised, I guess, um, engineering is at the top of my priority. And then um, since graduating, I've my brain's going wild with what can I do um, to kind of expand outside of that little field a little bit more. So I'm excited to get into that after university. And so turning now, Katie, I just want to talk about your, um, your resume is very impressive in terms of the, the summer internships, the work experience that you've taken on. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with those who are listening, you've combined your qualifications with on-the-job experience as a vacation student with Newcrest and Glencore and as an intern with Oceana Gold. And there are ways that you really have grown your career readiness while studying a Bachelor of Engineering what advice do you have for current QA students for um, seeking out and securing these really valuable work experience opportunities? So I, I guess it's just not to be frightened to say yes to opportunities. Um, a, a few of these opportunities were outside of my, um, my comfort zone, moving to remote um, areas, regional Queensland, New South Wales, and even, even um, with Oceana Gold, I travelled overseas. Um, it's a whole array of environments that you get put into and good or bad it's a learning experience and I feel um like I've developed more by taking um just saying yes and seeing where it takes me um it's crazy to think that um from my first just saying yes in first year to a grad role kind of secured me every role or every um opportunity after that just by the way I approached the interview process, the way I handled myself and the confidence I had. So, um, ju yeah, just saying yes, that willingness to take risks. I didn't actually know if I'd like the industry. Um, and I think a lot of people would um, agree with me saying they didn't know what the industry was like, jumped in it and loved it. Um, so it's all about taking that jump. And, um, yeah, and a lot of the time I, I got these opportunities um, from maybe one line at the back of our university slide saying this opportunity is available. So just to keep your eyes open, um, there's so much around you. You mm. could miss it if you blink, but also, um, yeah, if you see one, jump on it and see where it takes you. You're embodying there, Katie, everything uh, that's true of a risk taker, the, one of the IB attributes, because the courage really taking that as a first-year university student and being prepared and willing to, to travel to areas you haven't been to before and remain open-minded about what the experience will entail, look at then where it's led to. Yeah, definitely. And that element of being reflective as well. It's so, mm -hmm. it's so um, satisfying just to stop and reflect 
from how I've developed um, before QA, after QA and after uni as well. Yeah. Okay, and now you've combined that also with currently being the Secretary of the University of Queensland Mining and Metallurgy Association, MAMA. Do they call it MAMA? It is called MAMA, yes. Um, I do have to put the UQ in front of it so people don't say, think I'm saying something else, but yes. <laughs> so in, in being, uh, that, that's really a, a terrific thing to be part of an industry-based organisation in a, in a governance way as a secretary, um, as part of, of part of that. How do you think that will form, um, in, in being part of that industry in that way, um, how has that helped in shaping your career aspirations? Has it brought more knowledge to you, networking, connection with um, others in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people um, say that the, the mining and metallurgy industry is quite small and um, large but small in, in a way, and um, I would have to absolutely agree. We, um, with that society, we organise... Um, networking barbecue events so we invite industry professionals to come and meet with the students and um, we are quite a small society which makes it even more satisfying when you're meeting professionals because we know them by name they know us by name um, and it just creates so many opportunities for um, recognition if you're applying for a job they've already spoken to you they've already kind of seen you in the university environment and you've already kind of evaluated how they came across when they were talking to you. Um, so it's, it's a really good um, society in terms of connecting us to industry. Um, we, as a, as a chemical and metallurgist, it's quite um, normal for us to just jump straight into industry during university and um, trying to like dive in deep kind of thing and start interacting with operators and managers and engineers. Um, so just continuing that the whole way through, there's been some industry professionals um, that I met in second year that have come back in third and fourth year and keep a track of um, what I've been, where I've been working, what I've been doing. Um, and yeah, we, we run so many, so many of them. Um, I think we were on about 15 um, barbecues a semester. So that's averaging one a week. Um, where students can meet a new industry partner every week. Um, and that, that excludes kind of the dinners we organise and um, the academic side of it. Um, we're very connected to the academic as well. Um, so even in graduation celebrations this weekend, we actually have more academics coming than we have students. So it's a really good opportunity. We, we interact very well and it's such a tight-knit community. So it makes it easy to interact. <laughs> That's a, that's a huge part of it for a group yeah. of engineers. So that the socialising, the connecting, the professional networking um, combined with your, the teamwork, it, it, it you know, sounds incredibly dynamic. It, it does. And I think that's, that's what I love most about it, the, the d- dynamic part. I could be working in the lab one minute picking up buckets to do a survey in the plant the next, and then I'll be doing engineering and spreadsheets an hour later. So it's incredible that connection between academic and um, operations, which is really what um, got me in. (laughs) Uh, Now, the next question is uh, really interesting in this climate where we've got border restrictions and a pandemic closing things down. Um, 
so engineering certainly identified as a growth um, area for jobs in Australia. With your skill set and your international mindedness growing through the international baccalaureate, for you do, you, do you see yourself as growing your career in Australia or globally, or is it a, a blend of the two? Um, so I'd have to say it's a, a blend of the two. Um, so next year I will be I'll be in Western Australia um, with my job. So I, I will be um, as a graduate in engineer based in Australia. Um, but my goal is a, a global opportunity. Um, the company I'm with there are there are sites in Canada and there's just so many there's so many avenues. Um, and I feel like for me it'd be best to develop myself um, in the engineering environment and see how I handle um, just the site work um, because it does take a little bit to kind of expand your boundaries to international. I was very lucky to get that opportunity during university. So I, I jumped on that so it could be added onto my resume to show that I, I am willing to adapt. Um, but yeah, there's, there's heaps of opportunities out there. I will commence in Australia and hopefully eventually <laughs> uh, when COVID isn't restricting, um, work my way out. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. And you'll get to use your French again if you travel. Hopefully, yeah. I'll have to. I'm good at the reading. The speaking needs a lot of work. <laughs> okay, and um, drawing you back, Katie, to thinking about how the IB diploma itself has been useful for you in your university work. Yeah. So um, when I reflect back on the IB diploma um, in terms of the subjects, I don't necessarily look at the um, the the um, the content of the subjects, more of like the skill set I've learned. Um, so I, I'd say more like the independent research that we, we gained in EE and the IAs, just the ability to handle um, that independent work and to de develop something original, um, I thought was really shaped my way of thinking. Um, and it really gave me confidence to know that um, I could create um, a topic myself that I'm interested in and keep developing that. Um, I, I've actually, I've raved about talk ever since I, ever since I left. Um, I actually think talk has been one of the most important things for me going into university. Um, the critical thinking, open-mindedness, um, that reflection and that reflective writing doesn't disappear when you graduate from QA. It continues, um, into university. It continues in the workplace, reflecting on performance and, um, how I feel in the workplace. Um, another thing would be just the, the academic rigour that QA brings out of you, um, where every all of the QA students are so high performing. And I've noticed um, definitely that transition to university, QA students just nail it. We're already prepared. Uh, we've already done those essays. We know how to perform in a lab responsibly. Um, so, yeah, just a well-rounded, the well-roundedness has helped me um, CAS especially, I handle my stress through taking opportunities outside of academics. Um, and yeah, that I think you mentioned before, risk, risk taker. Um, a lot of my, as an engineer, is risk-based decision-making. Uh, we always learn that you can't eliminate risk. You can only manage and mitigate it. So I think um, that's really shaped me jumping into engineering. I, I think more innovatively instead of trying to 
take away the risk. I now understand that it's going to be a part of what I do and it's more just taking that critical thinking and being more innovative. So I really, I can't, yeah, I can't read more about the IB diploma. Mm. Very useful. <laughs> yeah, it's um, theory of knowledge talk is one of those areas that it's, it's often once you're out of QA, once you've, you've finished your diploma that you recognise the real benefits from it that you carry forward. So it's wonderful to hear that, Katie. Uh, now, your LinkedIn profile, you've, it's peppered there with honours and awards, uh, and I'll mention a few of them for our listeners to give them context. There's a UQ Academic Scholarship, Newcrest Mining Engineering Scholarship. You're also the recipient of a prestigious Australasian Institute of Mining and Metallurgy Education Endowment Fund Award for Academic Achievement. Can you comment on the significance of this level of recognition for you in opening opportunities um, to build your profile in engineering? Yeah, so I I am incredibly lucky um, to have received all uh, those recognitions over the years. Um, A lot of those have come with incredible networking opportunities. Um, The Newcrest Engineering Scholarship um, I've had for the last three years and guaranteed me a place to come out on site and um, interact for three months. So that was one of my um, vacation work placements um, as an undergraduate engineer. And it's really um, opened up um, me meeting uh, professional leaders. Um, I think the the Women's Council of Queensland um, actually gave me a a science bursary and the lady who... um, was sponsoring that bursary actually founded the metallurgy department at UQ. Um, so I kind of, I was extremely lucky that I'm meeting those people that have founded um, really the path I'm taking at the moment. And it, um, in a lot of those opportunities, I've met very strong women, um, women in engineering and also just very strong managers and leaders. Um, so each of those have kind of led me to a new work opportunity and each work opportunity has been different um, and the differences and experiences has just given me different skill sets. So, um, yes, the award is is great in terms of the name, but it's so much deeper um, opening those doors and connections. I've met so many amazing people on site um, who, will, who will have offered to be there in the future if I need anything. So... It's just, yeah, again, creating that network and um, you're, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to run into them in, in the future. I've run, <laughs> run into a lot of people. Um, the world's very small lately, but, yeah. Thanks, Katie. The, um, the, this, this next piece that I want to talk to you about is um, it's, it's a pressing one, really, for us in, in terms of the bigger picture of women in STEM. So every, every year, of course, at the Academy, we celebrate and honour uh, students who are performing really strongly in uh, their academic performance. And the, the beautiful thing here at the Academy is we see the diversity and we see both genders represented um, in, in that acknowledgement and celebration. But we know at the top end of industry that the percentage numbers of women in STEM fields tends to diminish. And having, I had a look at the data from the Australia's STEM workforce report, and it and it indicates engineering is actually the smallest of the STEM fields in terms of its representation of of women. And I know that that's changing, but at the moment we've got 
about 15% of the university labour force in engineering is female. Um, and we've known for some time that emphasising the profile of women in engineering is an important component of elevating the number of women uh, female school graduates who might choose that as a, a field of study. And so you're, you know, you've got your focus as an individual crafting your career, but you almost have kind of this broader responsibility on your shoulders around um, opening up that pathway for others to follow you. We had our um, Year 10 Connection Day here recently for next year's group of Year 10 starting with us, and I was really heartened to see a high proportion of female students in our physics class. So they may be the, you know, in your shoes in a few years' time. Uh, can, you, can you give us some advice, particularly for those students, academy students who are female and looking to follow in a path such as yours, um, some advice and, and tips for that path forward in engineering? Yeah, so um, when, when I moved into engineering, there was uh, a lot of people, especially in the mining and metallurgy industry, um, just being aware of the male-dominated aspect of it. Um, and I, I found on site that it, it's, I've been welcomed everywhere I've been, which is awesome. Um, there's been a few scenarios where you've gone that could have been handled a little bit differently. But I think a quote that I always tell myself um, during my studies was that I can't control what's happening, but I could challenge myself of how I respond to what's happening. And I think that's where um, my power has lied over the last few years is that if I've come across a hardship, like uh, the QA students, they know how to handle an obstacle. Um, they're encouraged to speak out and they're encouraged to um, um, keep motivated. So I think um, in terms of female students um, moving into the engineering path um just um take every opportunity you can um use your voice um i i that's still something i'm trying to work on i was a very independent kind of um solve my problems individually but um over the four years it's really important for you to um vocalize and not be not be ashamed of your achievements i think um in my engineering cohort, there's so many amazing girls who speak out and you hear the amazing things they're doing, um, which is um, which is what I aim to do. Um, so that the more the more we visualise women in the industry, I think the more um, uh, students and the academy students will see um, that it, that it, that's their place to be, and there's no other place they should be if they don't want to be. Um, so yeah, so. Working on just being yourself and responding in the way you think you should. Um, I respond to um, negative female stereotypes with harder work. <laughs> no one can take away hard work from me, so that's how I that's how I um, get around it. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a lot of academy students know how to reflect. I've said it before, but if you know how far you've come, like it's just a motivator to keep going. Um, I, sometimes I reflect and I go, I really didn't think I could do that. And at the end, I, I did it and I did it in a way that I was very proud of. So, yeah, just that the response, taking time to reflect. And, and there's a there's such a, an amazing community out there. I'm very lucky. The metallurgy cohort is actually mainly female, um, which is great. And chemical engineering, is at the ratio is actually quite impressive for females. The other STEMs do need a lot of work, but, yeah. 
you you take um, the advice that professional females give you, and in that kind of aspect, I would like to um, give back to the the younger females as well. So creating that network would be great or continuing that network. I mean, there's already a great one out there. We'll just keep growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a really bright future, isn't it? Uh, now we, we're coming towards the end of our conversation and I'd like to end with asking you to think about your time at the Academy and where you are now, if you could give one piece of advice to a current QAHS student of what they should focus on whilst they're at QAHS, what would that be? Um, so I would I would recommend them not underestimating the power of networking um, and that, and stepping out of that comfort zone. Um, the the opportunities that CAS gives outside of that academic little environment is so important. Um, I found that a lot of the the interviewers and recruiters over the years um, they're questions relating to myself were not particularly about my engineering knowledge and my engineering technical ability, but more about me, myself, and what my values are. Um, so, yeah, just just um, taking that time um, out of the academic world, um, even though I know myself, I, got, I was very academic at QA. Um, but, yeah, just taking that time to um, step out of that little bubble to talk to people, um, especially year 12 with all the um, career guidance. I think that really helped me. Um, I spoke to so many different engineering students, um, attended so many different events, and it, it really helps you find your way um, or, or it lets you know where you should be going um, if that way wasn't what you had planned. So, yeah, that's probably my recommendation. Comfort zone isn't always the most fun place to be, so... There's so many opportunities out there. Thanks, Katie. Well, on behalf of the Academy here, I wish you well as you start your new career over in Western Australia and then it'll be wonderful for us to watch that grow as you as you launch into global opportunities when, um, when the pandemic, we're on the other side yeah. of the pandemic. That would be good. Stay connected by subscribing to this podcast or leave a review on your favourite podcasting app.